we've all been through craziness and i mean as much as i learned from 2020 uh, i'm ready for 2020 to straight go to hell and bring on 2021 <laughs> if we continuously use the prism of red or blue to justify our actions our inactions our natural bias or our own opinions instead of using the premise of right or wrong we are all screwed all right well welcome to that our never podcast all things entrepreneurship people just take life and kick it square in the ass my special guest Brad epstein with courtyard inc my co-host Mrs. Brittany Rexius. Hey. Hey. That's her calling card. Um, she does it every time. She just won't stop doing it. So you and I go back uh, 11 years since I started. Yeah. Much, man. When did yeah. you start courtyarding? 2008. Um, to, to try to make a long story short, I was finishing up college. I had a class in entrepreneurship and I was just trying to get the grade and graduate. And long story short, uh, for my project for the class, I, I printed some t-shirts and turned that into my project. And kind of one thing that and led to another, I guess through doing that, I saw that there, there's an opportunity there. Um, I had a buddy at the time who was a youth pastor at a church in Lincoln, and he kind of put the idea in my head and is like, hey, you know, we do all these shirts for, for the ski trip and the summer camp and this and that. Like, if you end up, you know, actually doing this, like, let me know and you can be our guy. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, there's a, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, see, I see a little opportunity there to make money. Um, but I really never had any idea or thought in my head like that this is going to be my career this is how I'm going to feed my family one day this is like going to be what I do like I never I never thought ahead like that which yeah. I think in hindsight I really wish I would have because I think as a young entrepreneur when you're starting out or really at any stage in the process like you should be thinking ahead what do I want this to look like in five years what do yeah. I want this to look like in 10 years because otherwise you know without a roadmap how are you going to get there exactly. so I think it was a culmination of things like all at the time it was also two 2008, if you remember, that's when the economy oh, yeah. crashed. So, I mean, I'm graduating oh, college yeah. at that time. And really the only job, like I waited tables and bartended like all through college. And then around that time, I couldn't even get those jobs anymore because yeah. there was all the qualified people who were working oh, yeah. good nine yeah. to five jobs were getting laid off and they were taking those jobs. So like at the time there was just like, Nothing. I didn't really, like yeah. every, the people who I was graduating college with were all getting jobs in like like entry level jobs at TD Ameritrade. And me being like kind of stubborn young guy, I was like, that's not for me. I don't want to work for the man. I want to try to oh, yeah. blaze my own trail, which <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, oh, yeah. so I think it was part of, uh, you know, I saw opportunity there and I was probably like crazy enough and stubborn enough to be like, yeah, this is what I want to try to do. So I um, got like a starter press and set up shop in my book basement and one thing led to another you know one job leads to another and I think yep. in business oftentimes you know uh, word of mouth is probably the greatest networking absolutely way to, absolutely. to, to build your um, your following or your network or whatever so it was like you know did a job for one person they liked it they told somebody and then also I think in this industry it's lots and lots of reorders repeat mm -hmm. business is yeah. like king like we do get new orders but I mean any given time if you go in our shop and look at the um, production schedule it's I bet 80% of repeat orders in some way or another, either yeah. a repeat order or a repeat customer. Yeah. So I think it's super important to... That's the lifeblood. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah, long story short, that, that's kind of just how I, I fell into it and got going. And then, you know, one thing got out of my buddy's basement things were kind of picking up and i'm like yeah. all right i think i need to have like an actual spot now so you know got out of there set up shop on saddle creek road and remember that spot yeah, yeah and it was just kind of one one thing led to another and before you know it it was like here we are um and, yeah. and it just kind of got going that way and 
hit the ground running and yeah i I mean yeah see i opened in 2010 yeah and then i made the mistake i didn't know shit yeah i I didn't know anybody moved back down here's 0809 housing crash lost my ass um hated my job i worked in politics for with with the chemical industry i actually worked in pandemic outbreaks and i was like just ate my soul i'm like i hate and i just realized i hated everybody so in politics like equally (laughs) universal hatred over there um and i was like and this is my business plan it costs me money and it takes a lot of capital to start a nutrition store and then i finally said well if i'm already broke and miserable i might as well be broke and happy and i kind of had a plan but i didn't really have like a real fight i just like i just want enough money that i can eat it was kind mm-hmm. of at a point. I, yeah. was, I was so broke that I was like, I'm going to throw everything in the wall. I'll trust me to do it kind of thing. And so I got I had to get my first T-shirts made. My buddy's, you know, he's a tech guy for for Yahoo at the time. Derek. Shea. We, we, no, it was this day. Oh, so, okay, Shea. Yeah. So, so Derek did my design. That's right. other shop got totally screwed. And so I finally have like two or three employees. Yeah. Shane Yeager being my business partner. Travis, who's worked for me for 11 years. And Shay Slater. Yep. It's a great human being on the planet. <laughs> Shay, Shay, it was, it was the team. It was, it, was, it was the dream team. And Shay's like, hey, I'm playing flag football. He goes, and your T-shirts suck. And this guy made our shirts. Brad, you got to meet Brad. He's yeah. the man. He's the shit. He goes, I'm like, all right, well, I, what I got to lose? He goes, you need some new swag. And so I met you. Yep. Went down to the shop on Saddlebrook, and you yeah. had this whole thing, and you're just you're you're phenomenal at customer service, like straight up. Like I, yeah. for somebody who's been in sales for since 2003, pretty or actually 1999, I've been in nutrition sales or some sort of sales. Yep. You know, customer service when you see it, I was like, it's good shit. <laughs> Shirts were awesome, price was great, cool, and that, I'm such a loyalty guy. And I think yeah. most small business guys yeah. are that you know I can't tell you how many, and she she can because I get so many damn messages. With stores in 10 states now that people are like, hey, I've got a side print. I go, I'm sorry, man. I Best of luck to you. I got a guy. Yep. Yep. And so for years, there's guys like I, the guys on the supplement owners group. Like I get this guy named Ryan who does shirts. And I go, I'm sorry. Who's this guy? I'm like, it's Brad. It's my guy, Brad. Like, I'm not going. Like, it's just you've done such a phenomenal job for us and always taken care of us. Like, you've earned my business for life. Like, oh, that's yeah. so much so it was a couple of years ago. Kind of in three years ago, Lexi. Yeah. That our oldest daughter oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of interned with the, basically we worked in your front office, yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's a testament of how we feel about you yeah. because, you know, with your kids, your kids are still young, yeah. but, you know, but she's our oldest and like you get worried like their first job outside, like the yeah. house, you're like, yeah. who's going to be around them? Like, what are you? No, next thing you know, sure. they're going to be doing drugs or, you know, <laughs> you don't know. And yeah. I was like such at ease because I'm like, you know, Brad's yeah. a great guy and, you know, you'll, you'll love yeah. it. She had fun. So. No, yeah, it was great. When, uh, yeah, she, it was great when she worked with us. Um, and yeah, and then that, that's kind of brings to like a good transition point because I think as an entrepreneur, you go from at the start, you're just grinding, you're gung awesome, ho, yeah. you got, you know, you're ready to take on the world. And that's okay. That's awesome. And then a couple of years go by and it's like you got more business now. Like things have changed a little bit. And I think that was a pitfall I ran into was as like business grew, I didn't really know how to. Um, have my system grow along with the business or have have system and processes in place to be able to facilitate that growth and I think at a certain point it's like is your business running you or are you running your business and and it's hard I mean there's a fine line there because you really want like start off you're super hands-on you're doing everything you're wearing a hundred different hats but as the business grows you gotta I'm well now again there's really not a one-size-fits-all approach here but 
you, you know, everyone's different. Yeah, yeah, every every person's different. Every business is different. Your background's different. Your financial situation's different. So, you know, you tailor it for yourself. But, yeah. like, I feel like at a certain point, if you're not able to, like, scale it or remove yourself from it a little bit, like, you're going to go nuts. And we made, and I yeah. made the mistake where I, I, yeah. where I, I I'm very hands-on. Yeah. I like, you know, it's the face, the family business. And, yep. and so I was ready for the growth, you know, yep. and I, I let my brain get ahead, ahead of myself or my, I guess my ambition. It's about 2016, 2017. And we're like, okay, we're growing. We're the scale. I need to put people in places. I need to yeah. not be in the shop. I need to be doing this CEO shit. The kind of corporate crap that mm-hmm. I hated because I was working for the man before. And yep. all of a sudden I became the man. I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. And, and I got so like, remissed that we actually went down. Quality yep. went down. Yeah. It wasn't me. I, I didn't have the same impact on the yeah. business. And, and it costs us a lot of money. Yep. And then I'm, this is like the last couple of years, I'm like, no, I'm going to get back in. Like, right, I'm going to pick and choose what I like to do. Yeah. Like, I like being in the shop two days a week. I, I wanted like one day, but two days a week. Like, I like to still deal with customers. That's my yeah. favorite part. Yeah. And then, okay, I like doing this, but I, God, I hate doing that shit. And just, yep. and she was good with that, but she came from a bigger company previously about standing up SOP, standard I operating absolutely. procedures, yep. quality control, training, yep. and that kind of stuff. And the other part was with employees because we we're very empathetic. Yep. And compassionate i hate firing people man like yeah. in the worst way because yeah. every employee because every employee is still a customer the way i look at yeah. it but i told her like okay we have to have just here's the set rules like everyone knows what they are they know the consequences it's so hard for me i mean it's terribly hard for me i mean mm-hmm. i had to fire one of my little brothers at one point in time that was yeah. rough man yeah. but it was one of those you know and you can we you came in a couple weeks ago and we were talking about you yeah. know and part of that transition time is like figuring out how not to get burnt out and you have a very good take on that yeah yeah no i uh i, I got burnt out i think there was a period where it was like business got so busy but we hadn't done anything to like well, we're, we were still operating the same way we were in 2009 and it's like 2015 and things have changed. And I think you just got to find a way to adapt and grow and evolve. And like you said, I think pick and find the things that you love doing, that you like doing, that you're good at and the things that maybe you don't like doing so much or or maybe even you like doing it. But maybe you're, it's not in your business best interest for you to be spending your time doing that during the day, you know, and there's a really good book that talks about this and it's the E-Myth Manager and the E-Myth Revisited and the whole concept of it. And honestly, I wish I had been put onto this idea like much earlier in my entrepreneurial journey um, because I just kind of like this was a new idea for me as of just like a couple years ago, the idea of not working in your business, but on your business. And yeah. as the owner, if you're able to work on your business rather than in it, because like when you're in it, there is you can't really see what's going on from yeah. a bird's eye view when you're stuck in that hamster wheel. Yeah. And every single day there's hundreds of different tasks to be done. In my case, whether that's um, answering an email, answering the phone, making a mock-up, sending the proof, sending the quote, um, just any customer service sort mm-hmm. of yeah. questions that may come up that need attention. Um you know, and yes, I can do all those things, but is is my business going to grow and evolve if I'm doing those things every day? Is there perhaps a way I could create a system and a process to and train a team member to do those things? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it definitely takes. Uh, I think I think there's like when you start, there's like a, um, you know, you're taking on this challenge and it's a. Um, you know, you're, you're, it's a risk, I guess. You're yeah, taking yeah. that initial risk when it's you started. Like, I'm all, all in on this. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. But I think then a few years later, and that's different for everyone, but there's another risk you got to take when it's like, all right, I've now 
got the sales up to a decent enough level. Like now I need to make systems and processes and have those SOPs and then trust that I can hire good team members to join the team and that I can create a good environment for them to work in and make their job clear and concise and the expectations like this is this you know this is the job this is what you're expecting and it sounds easy but it's very hard and also in there i think the risk there that you take is you gotta let go yes like you gotta let go and like like for me it's almost like i need to like get myself out of the shop and just let my guys do their thing and trust that they're gonna do it because i don't want to be breathing down their necks yeah i wouldn't want a boss like that i want to i want them to know that i trust them to to get the job done and that well, they have all the tools that they need. Yep. They, yeah. You know, I, I feel like your role almost changes from being that player to now you're the coach and you got to set your team well, up for success. And, you know? Yeah. And, and that's a contract yeah. a couple of years ago. I hired you some work and, and he goes, Hey, he goes, do you like uh, people breathing over your neck when you're doing your job? <laughs> I said, well, no, he goes, I don't either. Cause you hired me to do it. I'm yeah. a pro. Let yeah. me do my job. Yeah. I said, I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. I'm still that. Because I don't. If I want to do the fucking yeah. plumbing, I do it. But yeah. I don't. I'm not going to watch you plunge the toilet or fix the line. Like, you're a pro. Do your shit. And yep. guys, why everybody works with us kind of likes this because I, I don't. I like everyone's individual, you know, their own uniqueness they bring to the game. Yeah. But we, and that was the thing that was just trying to find how we, so like Shane and I both left the stores in, was that 2016? 2016. 2016. Yeah. It was August of 2016. We decided, okay, Shane, we're going to open a warehouse. Yep. And I'm going to do the CEO thing full time. Like that's what we're going to do. We've grown to multiple states and I need to be able to help all of them at the Mm -hmm. same time because they need me. I can't be at the 120th center store. At that point was grossing just record breaking shit. And we had some good guys come in. Nothing wrong. They all did that, but it wasn't the same. Sales did drop. Mm -hmm. We were helping and we're trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, well, how do I multiply myself? How do I not? I just trying to figure it out. And it's, I remiss too much. And, and I'm like, you got to do it like me. And I realized that nobody's going to do it like I do. And, yeah. and so I, I had put too much pressure on them. Like, here's how I do it. Yeah. And then one guy goes, you're good on video with this marketing shit. He goes, yeah. I it freeze up. I hate this crap. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. You're working a job you hate now. I don't want that. That sucks. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where we, we decided that, okay, this is where the podcasting is. So I read crush it. Yep. Gary V. Yep. Now granted, I read it a few years late. I read it like 2014, 2015. And I, I didn't really let it sink in. Yeah. And then I read it again right around that time. I'm like, okay, like we're going to podcast. And I didn't know how to operate this shit. So yeah. I hired Chad because Chad yeah. knows how to do this shit. I don't. I couldn't even turn the thing on correctly. It sounded like it was screaming an iPhone from 30 feet away. And <laughs> then, great. And, but this is how we yeah. build our brand around yeah. us and that our employees can have their own individual you know, um, yeah, yeah. personalities and do their thing that they do best, not try to do it like me, be the best mm-hmm. them. And and just start doing more social media, more things like that, still get involved so that the sales still impact the stores, even though I don't have to physically fucking be there. Yeah. And so that was, so then Crushing It came out and I'm like, okay, that's the second edition. It's more, I read that thing front to cover. I bought eight copies for all yeah. my staff. I don't think any of them read it, but um, <laughs> I was just excited and, you know, cause I'm a huge Gary Vee guy. Yeah, that's I, a good book. You know, it's a damn read, good book. Yep. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, here's how I, here's how I put myself to scale. Yep. Cause I couldn't figure out, I can't be everywhere. I have six kids. I don't want to miss their shit. And I missed too much already. I think in the first couple of years, they grind it happens, oh, yeah. you know? Hey, cause you got what? Two little ones? Two kids, two. man. My daughters are going to be, uh, man, my oldest is going to be five here in like a week already, and five already. Wow. it's gonna be three on fourth of july so there you go she's a yeah. firecracker baby yeah yeah fourth yeah. of july well, yeah. you know and that's like our oldest is getting yeah. married yeah our youngest we're trying to potty train so yeah. we've got a 20-year gap and yeah. i don't want to miss 
any more of the baseball yeah. games or any of the first steps. And I'm like, I go, but at the same point, I know I can't be completely gone. This isn't an absentee owner business. And, you know, unless you're a Subway or McDonald's, I don't think there's a truly absentee owner business. Like for us, yeah. Courier Inc. is awesome, but we buy because of you. Yeah. And so it's like one of those things where really relationships, and I did this with the last podcast that, it's it's about relationships, man. Like, you know, yeah, like absolutely. people buy into you, you meet them, whatever. And I think as owners, we got to figure out when that right time is to step back, yeah. put some trust in people. And then how do we take our personality to scale? That's where social media comes in play. And I mean, like you said, customer referrals, that's yep. everything. And so yeah. I was like, okay, how can I take a customer referral from one guy just telling his three neighbors to telling everyone who follows him on social media yeah. and thus born the ambassador program that we do, you know, yeah. it's just, but it's, it's, it's awesome. And it, it's great for me that I start two new stores and one in council bluffs and they're like, Hey, we need t-shirts. I'm like, yeah. Brad, yep. call Brad. They're like, well, I just call Brad. Yeah. And they're like, well, you designed all these things. They go, oh, yeah, no, I have no artistic ability at all. <laughs> I just emailed Brad, hey, I want to make a shirt. And he goes, the yeah. last time you emailed me two logos, I'm like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. badass. And we, mm-hmm. throwed it on, we threw it on like 10 different things, you know? Yeah, try to make it that whole, sale, that whole sales funnel, if you will. Um, try to make that as easy as possible because there's a lot of different factors and things where – you can be going back and forth, and I feel like that's one thing I try to do is just make that as smooth and efficient yeah. as I can. Um, something else you said that I, I think has become a common theme that one of my I, I asked one of my best customers this morning. He was in the shop, and we were kind of going over some designs for some baseball jerseys or whatnot. And I asked him like, "What advice would you give a young entrepreneur?" I'm going on this podcast today, and he said basically the same thing you just said is that authenticity factor. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I want to buy from someone who I like, who I respect." and I'm about what they're about. Um, you know, you go to Walmart or whatnot, sure, you can get a good price, but there's not that connection. There's not that human connection. And I think that human connection, though, is hard to duplicate every single sale you make. Yeah, but, um, you know, um, but but I think that authenticity, people want to buy from someone that's real, that's in their community, that they like, who they who they want to support for a variety of those oh, reasons. Yeah, I mean, and, that's just last you know, year during COVID. We talked about it with yeah. COVID. Like, you know, none of us knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Oh, we're all, you know, yeah. Yo, we were all scared shitless. You yeah. were scared. So was I. Like, none of us were like, yeah, oh, us. man, there's this there's this deadly virus going around and no one's ever going to order T-shirts again. <laughs> what should we do? <laughs> like, well, it turned out that wasn't exactly the case. That might be something for another podcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, that was definitely a scary time. And it's funny now. Like, we're about, like, a year removed from that. Like, for me, at least last year, like, when that happened, March, things basically just stopped in, like, mid-March. And then yeah. April was super slow. Which is where we're at now. It's about end, end of April-ish. And then yeah. I think like by May, mid-May, things kind of picked back up. But it was a super scary and like yeah. um, uncertain time because nobody knows. No, no, no nobody one knows, knows what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, I think fortunately, I mean, a good chunk of our business was like, like you know, your, your sports teams, your events, your running races, all those type of anything event related, whatever, sports yeah. related, Gandhi. But I mean, there still is lots of contractors. Your lawn carers are still mowing lawns. Your, your cement um, yeah. concrete people are still laying cement. Yeah. You got, you know, your contractor, everybody's remodeling their houses. So the contractors were ordering stuff. So I think. I think it's super important. There's a quote I've heard. There's riches in the niches. Like, I think it's important to have yeah. your business be very, like, to have a very um, specific niche yeah. that you are an expert in. Yes. Um, yes. I think with us, too, I think we have a good niche kind of within the, the gym, the nutrition crowd. Um, mm-hmm. I think a big part of that is, like, you guys and the referrals. But I think also, like, the type of apparel we print, like, 
it's I don't know I've done enough of it that we have a pretty good niche with I feel yeah. like the gym and the nutrition crowd also so um, definitely riches in the niches I think it's important to be like specific but it's also good to be able to have like I would say various income streams and I wouldn't oh, say yes. those are necessarily various income streams but at least like they're, if they're, one thing's they're, down they're, like they're, hey they're at least the markets, contractors yeah. are still doing yeah, something I had, yeah. I had an old boss when I first got into commission yeah. sales and we were open it was yeah. 100% commission here's your two states you have to go drive around yeah. find your business and I was like holy shit and he goes he goes don't let it overwhelm you don't try to be everybody's everything just be somebody's something I'm like, yep. you just shrunk the whole world down into a little thing. I'm like, that, that, okay, calm me down. And that, that's for us too. Like, you know, we've got your vitamins, we've yep. got your sports, we've got your weight log. We, we kind of, you know, we can't be everybody's everything. And, it, and I think that's good though. Like you yeah. got to know when to say no. Some, some people might not, or some customers or whatever, whatever, for whatever reason, some other businesses or customers, it just might not be a great fit. Or maybe there's someone yeah. else who would be a better fit. Well, and that's okay. And no, yeah. I, I, like, I, I, that's totally okay. I've honestly you know? probably kicked in the last 11 years. I probably kicked. Fifty to a hundred thousand dollars of business to No Name Nutrition. Yeah, throughout the street, twenty four blocks because they're going to carry your aluminum free, dye free yeah. deodorant, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not going to, and it's just not my niche. And yeah. I said, hey, and I go, they're very nice. Here's their address. Yeah. I've drawn a map to that store probably seventeen hundred yeah. times, and that's totally cool with me. It's another local business, yeah. local owners. I'm like, you guys are good shit. You know, yeah. I have no problem doing that. Yeah, I mean, I've even called. I mean, I called Gene. I have the GNCs called me. Hey, do you have this? Yeah, I'll send somebody because I know all those kids. And yeah, the only time I've ever had it like where somebody's just so is uh, I had some it was a few weeks ago that like why buy first form because of Andy Frisella I'm like yeah. love his podcast listen to it myself but why for him well he's all about the Maseratis and I want to own yeah. one I go that's are, are you are you fucking serious <laughs> I go I'm a family man I got six kids yeah. I can't own a Maserati like I, I we have a like nine passenger freaking suburban like now i'm like i go sorry if that's your if that's your why then i mean cool i can't be everybody's everything yep you know that, that brought up another really good point what's your why yeah yeah and and you need to start with why that's another really good business book i'd recommend that start with why because yeah. that will help you answer a lot of questions along the way that have to do with um important decisions you're making with um you know, team member, how do you want to grow and what do you want your role to be? Yeah. Really first you need to start with why, mm -hmm. why do you do what you do? What do you want your day to look like? What do you want just your, yeah, your day to day and your yeah. business to it, look like. And first question yeah. we ask every franchisee yeah. when they pr prospect us, when they email in, we'll, yeah. meet, we'll always meet with them in person. I think yeah. in person's great and we'll have coffee or we'll fly wherever we got to go. And I'm like, I'll go. So why? Like yeah. us. I mean, just to want to know. Yeah. Like, we like what your family represents. We like what you believe. We want to have more freedom for our family, our kids, finances, whatever. We yeah. want to help people, whatever it be. If somebody goes, I just think it's a good uh, second form of income for me and I'm letting some kid run it, it's going to be a no. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to fail. Yeah. And I'm not interested in watching people fail, you know, but I, you're yeah. 100% right. Like, yeah. What is your why? Yeah. Um, and, and another thing going off that, like, I feel like, okay, you got to start with why. And then there's, uh, you know, you, you got your started, you got your sales up. Then I feel like you kind of come in with that um, trying to work on your business, not in it as much yeah. as possible. Now, granted, though, you still need to be connected to it because if you get too disconnected, your people are going to know that, yeah. you know, and um, then that can become a problem. It does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, and that's where you breed competitors yeah. in your own house where all of a sudden yeah. I'm starting one. I have all yeah. the relationships. I'm going to take and start my yeah. own spot. And I've had it happen to our, our, one of our guys in Lincoln when I own Lincoln. It's franchised now, but it's years ago. And, and I knew, I kind of knew he was looking. And so I just kind of just confronted him yeah. in the nicest way. I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? He goes, 
uh, I'm buying into the new nutri shop that's open here in Lincoln. And I'm like, I, and I'd look at them, I go, congratulations, man. That's awesome. Ownership's a, a badass thing. It's a yeah. lot and blah, 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 blah. And he goes, I'll tell you, be mad. I go, I can't fault you for furthering your career, dude. Like, and I, yeah. I, I wasn't as involved in the Lincoln community. This was prior to me doing podcasting or really, yeah. I posted on social media for fun. Yeah. It was nothing to do with business at yeah. the time. It wasn't really in that mode yet. I had, hadn't read Crush, Crush It yet. <laughs> so I was just posting shit for the sake of posting shit. Uh, gym selfies or whatever the hell. That, yeah. was, that was before it was cool. Um, and, uh, and I go, well, obviously you can't work here because you're about to start a business. And yeah. so I gave him two weeks paid vacation just to, and uh, he left to go to go do his thing, which turned out not working out for him. But, and, and it was, why don't you just say, I go, well, why create an enemy? I can't, I mean, how egotistical would I be to yeah. fault him for starting to further his career? And, for sure. You know, and then, and that's kind of where we just started making really good employees, partners and different yeah. businesses because yeah. I don't want to lose them. Yeah. Got to give them some sort of ownership at something. For sure. That's how the gym started and that's how VHI started and that's how uh, we have I mean, other franchisees and, yeah. you know, it's just a way to keep talent and, you know, I mean, this year has been yeah. really interesting and I know, because you used to have a partner, right? And you bought them out? Or yeah, how? yeah, no, um, we, it, things just sort of evolved and it got to the point where we kind of both just needed our own shop and we're still good friends. We're boys. Um, I feel like all things considered, knowing what I know now, um, I would do things differently for yeah. sure. There's no doubt about that. I think a lot of things have um, just getting being more mature, being older, having yeah. kids, going through a pandemic. Like I think all those things yeah. definitely have put things into perspective. Um, and um, yeah, so I mean, it's all everyone's happy. It's all good. And um, well, that's where we're yeah. at because yeah. we're 11 years later. Yeah. And this year, I'm buying out two out of three yeah. of my original partners, investors I started with. Took 11 years to get yeah. here. Uh, one was a surprise, yeah. but you know, hey, God love him, and, and it was all in good terms. And the other one uh, was an opportunity, yeah. And I just said, okay, I'm working this hard, and it, it was fine in the beginning, yeah, because I needed the help with the capital yep. and you know, expertise and having a line of credit, and, yeah. you know, and now I'm like, I don't need it. And they made a hefty return on their yeah. investment, so like no harm, no foul. Everybody's in good spirits. But you know, that's, that's where I said a lot of business, uh, new business partners to get into stuff. I and I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately. I'm like little things that we don't pay attention to because we're not lawyers, like operating agreements, mm-hmm. buyouts agreements. That shit means something. I said, so your first plan of success is plan in five or 10 years from now that you're going to be wildly successful. And one of yeah. you wants to leave or one of them wants to, to be bought out. How do you plan that out? And they're like, I can't think about that. I go, you need to think about it right now. Because yeah. if somebody gets married, somebody gets divorced, somebody, whatever, somebody dies, like, oh, how does that work? It sucks. Because yeah. when we were 20 something and we start a business, we're like, we're fucking indestructible. I'm yeah. 40. I mean, yeah. shit, I'm worried about my cholesterol and all bunch of crap I didn't yeah. give a shit about before. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that you got to, you know, I had two friends of mine in the bodybuilding industry that died last year, last two years under the age of 40 from heart attacks. And I'm like, holy shit. And so we just had this talk with our gym business partners. Like, we need to make sure we have this ironclad so we know what happens if something, God forbid, car doesn't know. You think all that crap makes a difference. And our buyout agreements weren't real clear like on the rexius one like we had to go through I and mean, then you gotta play blood sucking lawyers and thank god my brother is one so i'm all yeah. right i get hooked up but it's yeah. just those little things you don't think about so i think a lot of it's advice is plan for that success what mm-hmm. happens when you when people grow and change every seven years they say you're a whole new person yeah yeah i, I would agree with that man because well, kids, life change, changes. kids yeah. change the game yeah. kids change the yeah. game i mean what yeah. you're willing to do 
at 25 to 28 when you don't have any kids. Oh, no doubt. Versus when you're 35 and have yep. a couple. It's a yep. whole different ballgame. Yeah, game, you know? for sure. Yeah, back in the 10 years ago, I could uh, come into the shop late at night. And, and I mean, I still can now, but I don't want to now. No, no. I, I need no, to be no, home with no my desire. Family. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. And I think that's important going back to that thing, the, the thoughts of um, avoiding burnout and making sure you don't get to burnout. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's really important to like, when the day's over and you lock the door for the day, like try not to even think about it. Cause yeah. I think that is one I, thing with being a business owner. Well, cause other, it, to, for, for me, I heard it. It'll drive me nuts, man. Like you're thinking about something at the shop at night when you should be just chilling or you're getting ready for bed or trying to sleep. It's like this one little thing that happened at the shop is on well, your and mind. And, and, and I, I, I don't know, just trying to have that balance of like work and life hundred yes. percent is, is super important. Yeah, and with us being so social yeah. media driven, it's hard because people have 24 seven access. Yeah. To you. And I have that new entrepreneur yeah. blood in me where I'm like, it's money on the table. Or just mad, checking your phone yeah, and your email at night. Like, and, I'm not going to respond to that email until tomorrow morning anyway. Why am I looking at my phone? Even? And that's like, the thing know? where we started doing is like with some of yeah. our staff, like, okay, listen, like this yeah. weekend, I need you on the Rexius, VHI, yeah. whatever. I need you on the social medias. I'm going to clock out for like Saturday, Sunday. I'm not going to look at a shit. I'm not going to yep. share anything. Okay, cool. And then next week in our three weekends, it's your turn. Somebody, somebody else. And we just trade off yeah. that way. Otherwise, it's, I mean, we'll get tagged on Rexius alone between Friday night and Sunday evening. Right. Probably 400 times. Yeah. And if you don't share people's shit. Then they get mad. The 20-year-olds who don't have kids, who right, don't have 80-hour right. work weeks, they get mad as if it's a slide against them. Almost right, like right. A, a positive into a negative. I'm like, yeah, okay, so man. let's. Uh, I said we have to just make a plan of succession here. Who's in charge of what, when? Right. So we know that it's on us, and we all yeah. don't feel the need. So like, with, uh, yeah, and yeah. just for my staff too. So we'll take our turn. Or my JD, take the weekend, man. It's your yeah. weekend. Like just, just go chill. You know, like Shane. Shane even had we got so busy. Like I think Shane was posting all. Shane posted everything for Rexius until about 2018. He goes, yeah. I'm done. Just done. And now Shane doesn't go on social media. No, pretty much ever. I, that's you know, it was part. Of, it was part of the deal. <laughs> it's, I, a, I, it's, I a, it's a gift and a curse for sure, man. Yeah, social mean, media is business and memes. That's yeah. all I use it for. Yeah. I don't read any of the comments hardly anymore unless i mean i just because it's all yeah. negative i hate it so yeah. but you know that's uh memes are funny and business is good <laughs> and so we just take turns we have a staff now like okay it's your turn like that's people, people we like trust that. people that yeah. we trust that yeah. way it's people are getting responded to that that feel there's a sense of urgency like yeah. with a 24-hour gym right it's a sense of urgency yeah. somebody's got pre-workout in their system they're jacked up on formula <laughs> caffeine it's one o'clock in the morning and they can't get in the door yeah next thing you know they're gonna drive my car their car through the window or something right. because they're freaking you know because i sold my pre-workout that was too strong and you know i'm like okay and, and it is one of those things because oh, yeah. i would be pissed if i showed up to the gym i was amped up at two o'clock three yeah, o'clock five yeah. o'clock in the morning nothing worse than being too geeked out off pre-workout formula oh, oh i know that happens to me often <laughs> I, I run on caffeine and sarcasm at this point and i so what uh five ten years from now what's that look like for you and your business man you know that's a great question and I'm not sure to be totally honest with you. And here's why though. I feel like, so, so I had a pretty good plan in place. I felt like before coronavirus hit. All right. Like, so December of 2019, I bought a new automatic press and I felt like, all right, I got two full-time guys in production. I had a part-time guy helping up front. I felt like I had the, felt like I had the players in place and the good team members. Like, yeah, kind of felt like I had things like where I wanted it and, and to a point to where I could do more working on the business than in the business. Sure. Fast forward a couple months, I got this brand new press and then the pandemic hits and I'm like, Oh crap. Uh, So I got to pay off this press, but no orders are coming in. Like, Oh crap. What am I going to do? And, um, 
I, unfortunately, at the time, I had to put everyone on um, furlough yeah. just to let things figure out what's going on here. Because I'm like, all right, no matter what happens, I got to make sure that Courtyard Inc. is still here um, in, come fall. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, and it wasn't as bad as it seemed like it was going to be at first. So a few yeah. months later, you know, slowly started bringing people back. So um, so I feel like, well, anyway, last year ended out fine. It was OK. It was obviously down, comparatively speaking, but it was I feel like I uh, cut, ex- you know, like sales were down a little bit, but I cut some expenses too to kind of like balance, balance things out. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in the end, it was a decent year. But I feel like really about now to say to start this year, I feel like, okay, so now we're it's 2021 now. This is really the first full year with the new automatic press. Um so, so I, I feel like I need to get through this year and kind of reevaluate things. And see how it works. Because yeah. um, I do have more of a short-term goal, though, like for, like, say, the next, like, three to six months. And it is. I, I feel like we have a really strong team in place between Eric and Jake running production. And I want to try to – well, like I said, my daughter is going to start kindergarten here in the fall. So it's kind of like the last summer before she goes to school. So if I can, I want to try to, like – make my office hours like nine to one and then I'm out of the office the rest of the day. Maybe hopefully we can go to the pool or, yeah, you know, hang out yeah. with my kids a little bit or I can, you know, we have a really good shop management software now, so I can pretty much run front of the house yeah. from anywhere now, which is awesome. That's another thing, man. I, I, there, if I'm looking back, there are two major things that I think are, are major regrets from starting the business or things I wish I known or should have implemented earlier. The first one being should have got an automatic press years ago <laughs> like looking yeah. back knowing what i know now like i feel yeah. really dumb that I, we didn't get yeah. an automatic press years ago and like looking back on it, i remember the time I'm like well i don't know if it'll fit in this space like it could have yeah um you live you learn though you yeah. know and then the other thing was having shop management software so like we have an awesome system now it's are you familiar with builder trend yeah mm-hmm. they have a big building over there off 100 and yeah off i street yeah. and anyway so they specialize in like um software for um construction people yeah if you will yeah we have the same thing but it's for screen printers and like that has honestly changed my life like running in front of the house because it used to be you know going back to that thought of like all right how you're operating when you start versus how you're operating yeah. five years later when like you your business has tripled or whatever yeah like, um so it used to be i'd send the quote via um quickbooks i'd send the mock-up through the email pretty soon you you know and you're doing this for what 20 different customers yeah. or orders at a time like stuff's all over the place and yeah. you can't tell where things are in the system yeah well now it's all in this system called printavo and i can send the quote through there i send the mock-up through there stuff is automated that's another huge thing you need to automate as many points throughout the yeah whatever it is yes things need to be automated like for example in my situation it's i send that quote when the customer approves the quote system automatically sends a payment request that was a task we used to have to do um and and just little various things like that now when you know when the order gets marked complete in the system it sends a Mm -hmm. notification to the customer that their stuff's ready for pickup so like those are small things but if you're having to do that 50 times a week or whatever it is like Middle you just saved a lot of time mm-hmm. there um well, we've done the same yeah. thing with our purchase orders and it's been a slow we took one of the smaller you know operations and we started doing all of our purchase orders directly yep. out of quickbooks and then we can actually track see when they opened it yep. everything's mm-hmm. automated it adjusts my pricing yep. they approve it they send it back we check it it's all done yeah invoices are sent they're paid that yeah. way i'm like Holy shit. Yeah. And she told me to do You're this welcome. like six years ago. I'm yeah. like, no, no, don't fuck with my system. Like, you know, my, my, I was like, I was having success. Yeah. I was so scared to yeah. change. Yep. 
you know, and that, uh, what was it? Uh, Colin Powell said that once, um, more money is wasted on indecision than a wrong decision. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, yeah, you don't understand though. This yeah, is my yeah. system. And I was just so stuck in it. Now it's slowly, but surely I'm like, yeah, yeah. we're going to automate everything Yeah. as much as humanly possible. And it's, it costs some money. And see, I'm such a cheap ass yeah. that I'm like, all I see is it costs $2,000. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, but how much, but time now are you time. Yeah. And we're at the point now we're working 80 hour weeks and six yeah. kids and baseball and swimming lessons and yeah. driver's ed and all this other shit where I'm like, okay, that's worth a lot more to me yeah. than, you know, paying it up front. Yeah. And we, so we've, we've been automating things. And that's where Chad came in a couple of years ago and he knew how busy I was. He's like, he goes, just let me do the production. Let yeah. me do the video stuff. He comes with a lot of the marketing ideas. I was like, and, and at first I was like, okay, we'll try it. And all of a sudden now, like I haven't asked him to, you can ask him, I haven't had you edit anything ever. Yeah. He's a pro. And so I don't, I'm like, I don't like, I'm very authentic. Okay. What I say is what I mean. I very rarely put my foot in my mouth in something in any sort of way. I, he hasn't had to edit a single podcast I've ever <laughs> shot ever. He's what we think yeah. it looks good. Will I change this? I'm like, sure. I, I don't know. I just, ah, leave it. That keeps just, it authentic. Just, 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 just keep it you. I mean, yeah. that's just it. And that we, and that's, it's been so much fun that way, yeah. you know, yeah, but, that's awesome, man. well, that's for us. Like uh, COVID changed our entire plan yeah. structure, the way we were. And we decided that this last year, like, you know what? We had 98 W2s between Rexus and Iron Heaven. Yeah. She's scheduling all of them. I'm like, this sucks. Well, it kind of yeah. comes back to the whole being able to kind of delegate some of those things where mm -hmm. when you've been doing it and that's your baby, it's hard to let those things go. It's hard to trust it, but you also have to understand like, okay, you know what? I'm going to let this go. There's probably going to be some screw ups along the way. It's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. going oh, yeah. to give me anxiety, but in the long run, so like letting go of the gym scheduling, I was like, all right, Steve, I need you to take this yeah. over. And it's still like, I'm still and, checking it. And like, he, and it's funny. So Steve's a high school teacher. I mean, so he manages all these students. Yeah. He's one of the smartest people we know. And she, he goes, I think I got this. You know, this is not like yeah. for us, it's a big deal. And then we ended up selling off Norfolk, which is our second yeah, location, yeah. to our manager. We sold Carney to our manager. We'll probably sell Sioux City. I may even sell Bellevue just yeah. because I'm like, okay, we need to be able to be a little less locked down yeah. to be able to go out and do – what is our time worth? Like what is yeah. the best bang for our buck? And that's our ability to be with people at events and – To work on the business. Work on the business. Instead, I love yeah. that. Yeah. And that's honestly going to be the new mantra. You yeah. just give us a new mantra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. One of my 1,900 <laughs> motivational posters will be that now because I've got them yeah, everywhere. Man. But – well, awesome, man. Well, I, I, all I can say is thank you enough because, yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, it's been great. I mean, you've been so rock solid in the last 10 years we've been doing business with you, man. Likewise, like, man. I love love working with you guys. And, and, and I, I think that's something you guys have done an awesome job that I really respect just of the Rexius Nutrition, Iron Heaven, whole conglomerate. I feel like you've really put your, your fingerprint on your, your business. And I feel like all the people from your different franchises who I talk to when they come print shirts, like I feel like they generally have the same kind of energy and the same, mm -hmm. you know, the same feel and the same vibe, like from Rexius Nutrition. Like, I feel like you've done a really good job well, from I, the top down. And, I, think and we've the done, people, I feel like people really buy into what, think, what you're about. I and, think it and is. It's we, easy to do, I feel like. We made know? the mistake, I think, twice. Yeah. Or we franchised to the wrong person. Yeah. And so we're selective with it, but it's, we're not greedy. Yeah. Like, if I don't open anymore, I'm good. We got good people. Yeah. I'm, Sometimes I, less is more. Man. It is. And, like, and, and the thing is, if they're all good people opening, yeah. I'm cool. I'll put a hundred. Yeah. But if I'd rather just have good people, it's our family yeah. legacy. It's yeah. our name. Yeah. I, we want to do, we want to, we went on a mission trip to Mexico like four years ago and built houses in Puerto Penasco yeah. and I fell in love with it. 
I, mean, I just yeah. like I, I just like to volunteer. And it's not like oh, pat me on the back. I just want to do something bigger for the yeah. communities, whatever. Teach people. That's where the podcast comes in. Just helping people, basically, yeah. not screw up the way that we both screwed up in the beginning, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and just that kind of shit. And and that's I oh, that stuff doesn't just mean it doesn't really feed my, but it feeds my soul. Yeah, you know what I mean. It gives me it, watching these new entrepreneurs come in here. And we do a lot of consulting. And their excitement, their excitement yeah. Just, yeah. Jacks, just gets me so jacked up and I freaking love it. And watching these two guys, we had them on, they were on last week's episode, uh, Control Smith and, and Brandon Kenny, who were former players yeah. in Nebraska, starting to start a youth athletic training conference from North Omaha and they're turning it partly into a church. And I'm like, nice. oh, come on, I'm helping. And they yeah. go, what do you charge for this? Nothing. This is badass. Like, yeah. I'm just excited to see it, you know? Yep. And it's just fun watching that, especially in our own community, you know? Like, there's for a lot sure. of people here that could use some help. And I told her, I'm like, all right, a few less shops. Yeah, we're giving up some profit, I said, but we'll gain in time. We'll help yeah, everyone yeah. in a bigger space. Because I told her, I'm like, what did I tell my dad? I go, he made fun of my couches. I got her couches for Christmas from Menards on 11% rebate. <laughs> and he goes, what? He goes, you're doing pretty well for yourself. You could probably afford better couches. I go, I have six kids and three dogs. Yeah. It doesn't matter how nice it is. They'll fucking destroy it yeah. anyways. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, just, I'm just not about that kind of shit, you know? For sure. That brings up another thing that I think is important to talk about that doesn't get brought up enough is just the topic of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The topic of money is like taboo and people don't like to talk about it. Like it's offensive. Um, and, and I get, you know, it's offensive to ask somebody, how much money do you make and whatnot? So like, I feel like as an entrepreneur or a young business owner, like I didn't really have a concept of money because, well, I didn't really have any when I started. Same so here. then like, okay, a few years later, like, okay, business is picking up. You got some sales. Like at what point am I making good money? Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't even know. Yeah. Like, and um, I think it's important to find like you said, people you respect who have been there before you, who yes. you can, you need to find people you can talk about money with. Oh yeah. Because otherwise you're not going to know how to manage it or, you know, like the, there's people, a lot of important they, decisions to be made and you, you need to like, and people that match yeah. with your ideals, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, it's one of those that, um, I was like, when I first said, what's your, how much money do you want to make? I said, well, I have a little bit of money and yeah. it wants some friends Yeah, and I'm broke <laughs> yeah. and I wanted, and I, I was so broke yeah. and, you know, that was, uh, we've been dealing with my brother and some financial planners yeah. because it's just not my wheelhouse. I yeah. don't do stocks and shit. I played around with this last year just because yeah. it was pandemic and I was like, Robin, I'm like, let's play with it. Yeah, oh, but yeah. other than that, I, oh, I, I, yeah. That brought me, oh, I'll get to that next. Okay, good. But, yes. um, oh. And, and, and I'm, you know, and I just, it's not my thing. Where's your 401k yeah. shop? Yeah. Where's your uh, IRA? Oh, gym? Where, and I just never got into a lot of, yeah. I, I put it into my business and, and, and now it's like, okay, like one, hang around people and talk to people you, you aspire to be around that yeah. you aspire to have like, like-mindedness and, and who has, who's where you want to be in 10 years, yeah. go get advice from that person yeah. and don't take advice from people you went to trade places with. And I'm yeah. like, I heard that from a pastor buddy of mine. Yep. Um, and I'm like, Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, and I, so I just started asking like, what do, what would you do? Like, yep. and, and like here, here's my, you know, I told him like, here's what my goals are. Like, I'm not taking any shit with me when I die. <laughs> I'm not super concerned about that crap. I, I want to know what my my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids say about me. No, obviously that's in the, in the Spanish community. When we're in Spain, they talk about they don't say for their kids; they say for their grandkids. Yep. It's a different mentality, ah, yep. and what kind of legacy they leave in the grandkids. It's not nothing to do with their kids because yep. their parents already saved for their, and that's how yeah, they look at yeah, it. I like that. That kind of changes the entire. Yeah. You're thinking multi generational, mm-hmm. yep. and I, it was this guy. Uh, it's really crazy accent, but he was just so impressive. Yeah, and I was like, I go, where are you from? He's like, my family's from Spain, and he went through the whole thing. Yeah. I go, the whole man. T- I never even thought of that. I'm like, okay, hopefully I can leave my kids a few bucks. Yeah. You know, that's what I, in my head. I'm like. 
like he goes, no, no, you think way past that. Yeah. You, know, you take care of the generational, the family, your grandkids. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. I have grandkids. Hopefully not for a while. Um, <laughs> hopefully not for a while. But, yeah, no, the Robin Hood thing, I, I had GameStop in AMC. And they locked me out from selling it. Yeah, so I'm still pissed. Yeah. Still pissed. So I've started to get interested in, I've definitely since, well, okay, I heard, I have a good buddy who owns a Window World franchise in uh, Tennessee, and he he's a business owner, a friend of mine from high yeah. school, we stay in touch, and he's someone I can talk business with and stuff like that, and he's like, yeah, dude, like, the stock market crashed, I got in, made, did well. I'm yeah. like, okay, like, this I is starting to, to make this. sense to me, like, I had some stocks years ago, but I sold them when I bought my house, and it's like, yeah. I'm looking back, I'm like, alright, I should have been investing all along, and then it was kind of the same time the GameStop thing was going on, yeah, yeah. and it piqued my interest, and then I start looking into, like, the cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, and oh, yeah. all that Dodge good stuff, yeah, that, the yeah. Ethereum, and, well, let's put it this way, like, uh, as a young man, I, I had student loans. So I started my business, but I'm still paying back student loans. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, if I could go back in time and not pay back all these student loans and instead invest that money, knowing what I know now, like, man, I'd be doing pretty damn well. I'd be yeah, a nice yeah. chunk there. Um, but again, you live, you learn. And so, yeah, now I think if I was a young man, like, yeah, you need to be investing. Whether that's stocks, whether that's Bitcoin, oh, yeah. whether that's and, like, you need and, to find, make your money work for you. Save half the money you're about to spend yeah. at the bar and throw it into an app. And now, yeah. and the thing is with now with technology, like back when I was graduating, yeah. like you didn't really have the access to it. Yeah. And now you do. You got, I got yeah. three different app, you know, apps on my phone that trade currency. And I learned my lesson. I'm an impatient person, so mm -hmm. I need to, and it can be obsessive. You can sit and look at it all day long, oh, yeah. which I did. I made enough money last year to help pay for this kitchen thing, her Pinterest wish yeah. list. Was I bought cruise line stocks. I'm yeah. like, well, they're down like 90%. But they're people, I mean, these old people aren't going to stop cruising. So I just bought them. Yeah. And then they're not even open Buy yet. The dip. I sold them. I bought the dip. I bought some oil <laughs> stocks. I'm like, because nobody's driving anywhere. I'm yeah. like, okay, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, man. Just shit that it makes sense yeah. to me. And if I started reading it, I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I don't buy it. And so then I got, I, I follow Elon Musk. Yeah, man. So I bought Dogecoin. Yep. I'm still pissed. Chad and I talked about this. I, I would have bought some, but it, they don't. You can't buy it on Coinbase. I, I, I think know. you can only buy it. Or there's it, it, yeah. now coin. Yeah. So I bought yeah. it on Robinhood. It just man, that thing just spiked from like what five I, cents to thirty cents. Like, I know. Oh, one day. I bought it at three yeah. cents. Yeah, man. I had thirty thousand <laughs> Dogecoins. Sold it at five cents a week ago before it jumped to forty. Ah. Still pissed, but I talked to my dad. My dad's a big stock guy. Yeah, he, goes, yeah. he goes, "You got to be patient." Yeah, because you can't just. He goes, "He goes, if you can't afford to keep it in there, don't yeah. put it in there in the first place." Yeah, and that was my yeah. thing. It's like we're paying for a wedding for our daughter. I'm buying out two partners at the yeah. same time. I was like, I just want all my all my money so yeah, that I can just. Yeah. I don't like. I hate debt with an absolute passion. Sure, man. So I was like, I'm just gonna pay off some shit. I got wedding dresses to pay for, mm -hmm. Airbnbs to rent, and then boom. So I'm like, God damn it, Bitcoin. So, you know, eventually, like, who knows the crypto? And I'm still trying to understand crypto. I really, I read the crypto for dummies. Yep. I feel like I know less than I did when I started. <laughs> and um, oh, it's just beyond me. I just don't, it's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm trying to talk. My little brother's big in investing, but he's yep. into like, you know, Berkshire and shit like sure. that. I'm like, I go, I go, dude, I, I don't want to order one one hundredth of a share of stock of, of like that doesn't make any sense to me like i should have bought when apple and um tesla split last year and i would have made like four times my money yeah, but yeah yeah but then he goes he goes so that's it he goes next time he goes if you like elon musk so much next time they do a stock split he's yep. a guy you believe in buy the damn stock here's what i would do if i was a young man and yeah. i was like right now if i was myself at 24 years old when i started my business this would, i would have to have a serious talk with myself and i'd say <laughs> all right brad like yeah you can start this business and that's cool um you might seriously want to consider 
moving to Austin, Texas and taking a job for Tesla and convert half your salary to Bitcoin and reevaluate your situation <laughs> in two years. <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, yeah. We were just down there, man. I got to tell you, like the most delicious, life changing brisket I've ever ate oh, yeah. in my life. Oh, yeah. Franklin, speaking of, you know, making your business like exclusive in a supply demand type deal, Franklin's barbecue down there. All right. This like brisket is seriously life changing. <laughs> it is like the most delicious meat I have ever ate in my life. Like it is that good. And it is that good because you got to order it a week in advance. It's that oh, exclusive. Wow. Like you can't, they, they run out of meat. Like, so you got to reserve your meat like a week in advance at this place. Oh and it God. is so worth like it. Like at go. the time I was like, this is crazy. Who orders, who orders brisket a week in advance? And then we got it. Man, now now you it, know like, why, dude. Yeah, that yeah. brisket is. Brad's gonna be fire. going to Austin every. I'm week. going to go back there specifically to eat that brisket. Yes. Well, that's us. We we uh, that's we find that spots. Texas, <laughs> yeah. I love Texas. Her and I decided like four years ago to take a little trip. Yep. I don't like big cities and crowds, so we went to Galveston, south of yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a little bit more. Uh, I think that, uh, that before you get to South Padre, yeah, no, yeah. the tip of Texas it, down it, there, it, yeah, it's yeah. up there a lot. It's yeah, right south okay. of Houston, and and so I'm like, I'm a little more yep. a little more hippie area, a little more laid back. I'm cool. Get down there and then. It's like one of the original ice cream shops. I don't know what chain that was. Ben and Jerry's. One of the yeah, original yeah. ones ever. I'm like, this is a shithole. Rag. I go, well, it's just Ben and Jerry's. And then I got the ice cream. I go, you all do <laughs> yeah. shit different here. Yeah. So every time we've gone back three times now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I go, uh, I, we get there. I'm like, feel like ice cream? She goes, it's yeah. 8 a.m. I'm like, 8.30, right? Wait for 8.30. We'll go yeah. right when they open, you know? Yeah. And that's but that, that's where you find it, man. Mm -hmm. That's the little little spot yep. you don't know about. For mm -hmm. sure, man. But, well, you I'm, know, something else I would add to that, man, is like, you know, I think it takes a special kind of, you got to be willing to take your lumps as an entrepreneur for yeah. sure. Like mm -hmm. there's going to be highs and lows. You're going to have bad days. Like, it, you know, it, it, you, it can be really great. And I think you can build your business to be what you want it to be um, and, and make your, you know, um, just your day to day look how you want it. But it's not super duper easy. But um, yeah, like you might want to honestly, like if I was a young man, I'd be like, you know what? You might honestly want to consider being an electrician. Oh no! <laughs> like seriously, oh. you can make really good money and have a stress-free life. That's, and, like, and, that's, and that's you know, it, like you know, what do you really want out but, of your life? Well, you know? And yeah. that's well, that's just it. We've had that conversation with quite a few guys yeah. who've come in who've worked for me part time. Yeah. One was going through to be an electrician. Yeah. And we talked. I'm like, I go listen. <laughs> I go, let's have a conversation. Like, I go, one of the guys I know who makes the most money on this planet is a fucking electrician. Yeah. I say, and I go, my other guy, he's a plumber. I mean, guy, he works his whatever he wants. He charges whatever he wants. Yeah. And, you know, and that's I go. There's a lot of ways to make money. Absolutely. What is your goal? Like, if yeah. if it feeds your paycheck the well enough that you're good and your soul, you win. Yeah. But if it's not, let's reevaluate some shit. Like, yeah. if somebody who's so into like a side, you know, like a hobby, and you need money to support, okay, well, it's gonna be hard to do both. Yeah. And, We've had the talk with a buddy of mine's electrician a couple of years ago where yeah. he had one crew who was doing well because I'm just trying to figure out if I want to expand. I go, here's the thing. You have control of this. You know where your business is. You're making good money. Mm -hmm. You've got enough business to keep this crew busy. I said, when you add on a second one, now it's the whole drive all over again to get enough yep. customers to keep – because agreeing to make sure that they have a salary to feed their families yeah. is a huge mm -hmm. responsibility. What are they doing? He goes, I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Well, that lasted like a year. And then he's like, he goes, no, I'm going to do it. And boom. Yeah. And I found out that he's basically doing all the build outs for JP Morgan everywhere. I mean, he's multiplied. Now he's yeah. working a shitload. Yeah. I said, but I'm, but you're at the point now where you've got such a solid crew that you can start yeah. to step out a little bit. Yeah. You can't, there's a limit to what we can handle. 
and we have to know when we've hit the limit. And I got yeah. sick a couple of years ago, like bad, because it was literally from pure exhaustion. Yeah. She took away. We got to the hospital. We've done that. And I'm like, what is it? They go, stress. Yeah. My white blood cell count bottomed out. And they're like, is it, it could be cancer and all these other things. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. They literally, okay, you need to relax. I'm like, I am relaxed. Like you're looking at, I'm on my phone answering emails while I'm in yeah. the ER. I'm like, I go, but they, they got to get, uh, oh shit, okay. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, one of those. Might be something to that. I'm yeah. my own worst enemy. Yeah. And so, like, doing things that forcibly yeah. allow us. So, I told her, like, they're like, you need to get massages. I'm like, okay, well, that <laughs> takes too much fucking time. Yeah. And it's expensive. Yeah. And so, I'm like, but she's right. We She's been on my ass for a year. Yeah. And I know the massage people, they're great. And but then she's like, she goes, all right. Like, like once every two months to get a massage until then let's buy a massage chair I can multitask while I do that okay I agree to this yeah, you know yeah, just yeah. literally I'm like okay let's buy a one person or two person like infrared sauna yeah. red light's good for the skin yeah. I won't leave early enough to go I'm like okay we'll do little things to start taking care self of myself self care man that self care is super important it yeah. is it is you know and I find myself getting you know down or whatever yeah. or just getting to uh my anxiety, I'm anxiety. Yeah. I'm an anxious person. So I've been listening to other CEOs podcasts, yeah. the real, real AF from Andy Priscilla, MF CEO yeah. project, a lot of Gary V and I just yeah. nonstop. I'm working on my house. Yeah. It's not hardly music because my kids don't like my music. So they don't understand the classics. <laughs> so I, I listen, I listen it, to podcasts all day long. Yeah. Basically it's constant motivation just coming at yep. your face. And yeah. I'm like, it's like surrounding myself with positivity as many hours a day yeah. as humanly possible, which, yep. it, it, which yep. I think is huge. Cause For sure, man. sometimes you can feel like you're alone on an island as an yep. entrepreneur that you don't no have doubt. anybody. And that's where it's, it's huge to have other entrepreneurs yep. you can call on. Yeah. My buddy, Mike Giovanni owns Touch and Tan. And I'm like, hey, I ask him to occasionally come in like grade my business. Cause he will yeah. not be nice. Yeah. He'll be a thousand percent honest. He'd be like, this, this looks like shit. You yep. need to do this. You need more of that. And he was the one that was like four or five years ago. He goes, yeah. He came in, we had a meeting, went and had the cigars at the, what was that place? Safari. Safari. He goes, all right, man, business looks good. He goes, you need like 10 times as much swag. You got a boy, right? I go, I do. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you're missing the boat. He goes, it's advertising, it's marketing, yeah. it's money. He goes, you need to like times man, 10. That guy knows what's up. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, here we just go. Just don't let him pick yeah. the swag. I just, I'm not allowed to do it. No. I, that, that's like, well, I have no style. So um, I that's my wife enters yeah, and yeah. she gets the stuff. Yeah. So, well, thank you yeah. so much for coming in, for man. Sure, we man. appreciate no, it. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, an, another thing, one more thought I had that I want to yeah. like throw on top of it. Cause there, there's so many layers and yeah. It's like how where are where are you and what stage of your own journey are you at? A thing that also helped me was profit first. Going back to the topic of money, like okay, so tra traditionally, book. traditionally, you know, your your sales minus your expenses and then whatever's left at the end, that's your profit. What you know? Yeah. And it basically flips that script yeah. to where you take your profit out at the start of the month. Now, granted, you have to have a little bit of a nest egg built up to start with, but I think what it does for you, and it's a great book, I think it's by Mike McCallowitz. Yep. It's a really good book that I feel like helps you, just helps you be better with your finances and manage your money better because it gives you that, all right, well, what do I want to make? What do I expect to make? And okay, I'm going to pay myself that at the start. Yep. And then the other things fall into place. So I think what ha naturally happens is you either A, hustle a little bit harder to make your final you know number you need so that you can pay yourself that profit, or you're going to cut expenses That's, where you yep. need to cut expenses. And I think, it does, sense, I think yeah. it does a good job of helping you focus on that bottom part of your balance sheet more than the top. Yeah. Which is I kind of just, that. it's kind yeah. of a different way of thinking and it's not traditional at all, but I feel like you got to sort of take a different approach oh, yeah. to things. Because and I don't know, that thought has helped me manage. Yeah. End, you're, yeah. you're not 
you're being conscious of your yeah. expenses, yep. but you're not. You're the last being, one to get fed. Right. Yep. And yeah, you know, yeah, and you're, yeah, so yeah, you're in the top of the food. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I, I, I hope everybody that's listening to this understands like he's already dropped like three or four books. I've dropped books that yep. this is something, even though people have been in business for 10, 12, 13, 14, yeah. 15 years, we're constantly working on our craft. We're constantly finding oh, better yeah. ways to do that as a person and mm-hmm. as a boss, as an owner. For sure. It's never it, like, you don't just get to a point in five years. We're like, I'm good. I'm here. I no, know everything I know. Learning. Always got to continue. And even improve. I feel like it, at a different points in your journey, those books are going to resonate a little differently. Yeah. yeah. You oh, know, yeah. like if I read that book a few years ago, if I read it again, like now something else would probably well, stick cr- out to me it, based on my situation. It took me yeah. two years later yeah. reading it where I'm yeah. like, I done missed 80% of the shit yeah. I needed to read. I thought it was just a cool book. Yeah. And then I'm like, I need to be taking fucking notes. Yeah. And so when I read it, the, the crushing it came out, yeah. I'm taking notes. I am yeah. like highlighting the fuck out of the book. I'm like <laughs> all this stuff. And it was right around the same yeah. time that we were just starting the podcast. And I was like, oh, oh this is golden. Like this is going to happen. Yeah. And just everything's with purpose. Like we have a yeah. plan. I can't just sit around randomly. Just we're going to do a sale Tuesday. Yeah. Like, I had to plan it all out. And that was all because of books that from yeah. like, I'm not egotistical enough to think I know it all. I don't know shit. Yeah. I'm just, you know, and find other people's wheelhouse it, yeah. it's you know um and steve jobs always said that you know that basically he, he had a plan yeah he's gonna deviate from his plan but he's gonna take advice from people he thought they could challenge yeah, him. Yeah, and yeah. i love that kind of shit you know yeah. and, and on that thought too i've noticed you know um as the owners you know i you know wear all the hats or whatever at some point like somebody else can do something better than you yeah oh yeah because i'm wearing too many hats like if oh, i step out of the office and let it Eric talk to the customer he might actually give them better customer service than me because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I got too much going on and, and, and maybe in that moment you know right. or, I mean, or, and that's where Shane when Shane know? decided to leave the store and go to the warehouse yeah. and at first I was like you're going to hate it you're going to this like I was totally against it Yeah. and then I saw why he knew he couldn't give service to our franchisees and ship them the orders in the way they yeah. wanted to and give 100% of attention to the customer yeah. because as the customer is there he's thinking about all the shit he has to do yeah and, the, and people can tell you're not being authentic. Yeah. You're just trying to get in through so you can go back to your other shit. And so when I'm in the store, like for those two days, like I'm all about customers. Yeah. I will spend an hour talking yeah. to one dude over buying a $5 multivitamin. Yep. That's my world when <laughs> I'm there. And yeah. we've had that with managers before where I told mm-hmm. them, I go, I know you want to move up. Yeah. Focus on what's in front of your face. Yeah. And that's hard as CEOs because we do have 60 things going on. And, yeah. And so like what and I let other people I'm like, it's your show. Yeah. I won't keep I won't fully keep texting me. I'm like, hey, totally cool to help you out. Yeah. Do me a solid. Do the job right now that I'm paying you to do at 110% for me. And I said, when you clock out at four, come over to the house, we'll crack a beer. Yeah. We'll figure out what's fucking going on. Yeah. Okay, I go, just give us, give me 110%. If I wanted to be there right now, yeah. I would absolutely be there. Mm-hmm. He's like, cool, that's solid. I mean, just, I had to put in the nicest yeah. way possible. If I wanted to be there, I'd be there. Yeah. I'm trusting you to be there. I'm paying you for a job well done. Yeah. Do the job well done. And it's just oh, awesome. So if people want to get in contact with you, what's the best way? Website, emails? Yeah, Courtyard Inc. is the website, courtyardinc.com. You can email me directly, brad at courtyardinc.com, Inc. with a K. Yep. Or uh, call the shop, 402-885-8787. Awesome, man. I'm so yeah. jacked. I've been actually yeah. talking about having you on this show for like a year <laughs> and a half. So Chad finally gets to meet the infamous Brad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so honored. Yeah, this was an awesome episode man thank you so much thanks man thanks for having me yep you bet thanks